0: Here comes the tone. I am black. My best friend who died was black. He was murdered. Hey, Soul Family. I just wanted to check in and let you know that I'm alive. There has been a lot that has been going on in my life and a lot of revelations and inner workings that I've been doing. There have been things that I've tried, failed at, and decided to leave and rework. And I think one of the things that I just kind of wanted to make a quick little episode about was where I'm at and where this is going. So now that we are in February, a time of Black History Month, I think it's the perfect time for me to actually prepare the episode. The episode that started it all that had to do with the breaking up of a friendship, where I noticed undertones of racial bias, code switching and white privilege and white fragility. (sighs) Talking about this is sensitive, and at times as a black man is something that I myself, I'm not going to lie, have a little bit of fear of. I, I don't have fear about the actual subject, but the sheer fact that broadcasting anything about it could make me a target of any sort by the sheer fact that there are people on the internet, um, out there that, uh, Well, it's not hard to put things together if you're dedicated enough to find people and ruin them. And this kind of goes into something else that I've been going through in my absence, is a review of, well, a lot of those things I talked about in the last few episodes, going over whether or not I'm a good person, whether or not this isolation that I have felt this feeling as if I am an alien here is because I am a unique person who doesn't settle. And so that means that when I don't meet people's expectations, they have a tendency to lash out at me. Perhaps some of that lashing out has to do with my own identity, which then ties right back into why I started this whole thing anyway. Um, there's just so much. And I think it has been hard to figure out how to do things. Uh, because I had a guru. And I recently decided I can't continue on with them on uh, the same capacity. So it's been hard to really know where to go. And I've got a lot of pre recorded things and started things. And um, yeah, I guess I just, I've just been kind of lost, honestly. And realizing that although I have been pretty good at finding ways to make it through, building my own resilience, having people actually tell me that the way that some people have attacked me was undeserved has made me feel as if I matter. However, um, living in one of the most populated uh, cities in the country and yet finding so much loneliness um, has been a struggle as we lead up to Valentine's Day, which also happens to be my two-year anniversary at this current job, I, you know, uh, have a team where sometimes we go into the office and sometimes we don't. But it is hard when I go into the office all the time, just looking for anyone to sit next to. And I do my best to reach out to people as much as I can. I even joined a Reddit loneliness group, which has been good and bad because. Some people are definitely worse off than I am. Um, But I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of insight into how messy I am, too. Um, I think the thing that has actually been the hardest, and why it has taken me a while to come back to this, is that I am in a current state of realizing that the person that has been closest to me in my entire life is gone and was murdered and since then i also discovered how little family i feel like i have and although i have gone from friend family to friend family essentially trying to find it i have been so alone and I can read as much poetry about humanity and how people are actually good. And yet I struggle so much to see how everyone is just as lonely as I am. And yet I have never felt so adrift as if I have been casting my light into space and not a single echo comes back. And don't get me wrong, they have begun to come back. But I lost hope. And I also have a little bit of seasonal affective disorder. So it gets real dark in Chicago and real cold. And even though I'm pretty good, actually, at handling that. I have discovered that the waves of sadness come from not having a friend. And although I have plenty of colleagues and acquaintances, it is very hard to feel that all of the family that I have is virtual. And the real family I have feels plastic. And the few friends I have are scattered on the earth. So the streets that I walk are populated but empty. And with that intro, I guess I'll go ahead and get into one of my favorite poets who probably also understood the beauty and sadness and the melancholy melody of life. So with that said, I guess we'll start with our first one, which is Theme for English B by Langston Hughes. And I read this when I was in high school and placed second in the Missouri Poetry Out Loud. And I think the thing about this and Langston that sticks with me is this dichotomy that he always breaks through with optimism often. Maya Angelou has a similar bent, but I have also seen her when she truly shows the black face and takes off the mask. And I think it has, for me, been the back and forth of Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or Langston Hughes or Maya in our later years. And so that's what I'm looking for. I know this is kind of a babble uh, and I did not script this out or plan it and there is no music to this, but I don't know. I hope this maybe gives you a real taste of who I am and how I am. Uh, unscripted. So anyway, theme for English B by Langston Hughes. The instructor said, Go home and write a page tonight. And let that page come out of you. Then it'll be true. I wonder if it's that simple. I am 22, colored, born in Winston-Salem. I went to school there, then Durham, then here to this college on the hill above Harlem. I am the only colored student in my class. The steps from the hill lead down into Harlem, through the park, then I cross St. Nicholas, 8th Avenue, 7th, and I come to the Y, the Harlem branch Y, where I take the elevator up to my room, sit down and write this page. It's not easy to know what's true for you or me at 22, my age. But I guess I'm what I feel, and see, and hear, Harlem. I hear you. Hear you, hear me, we too, you, me. Talk on this page. Now here in New York, too. Me. Who? Well. I like to eat, sleep, drink, and be in love. I like to work, read, learn, and understand life. I like a pipe for a Christmas present, or records, Bessie, Bop, or Bach. I guess being colored doesn't make me not like the same things other folks like who are the races. So will my page be colored that I write. Being me, it will not be white, but it will be a part of you, instructor. You are white, yet a part of me as I am a part of you. That's American. Sometimes, perhaps, you don't want to be a part of me, nor do I often want to be a part of you. But we are. That's true. As I learn from you, I guess you learn from me. Although you're older, and white and somewhat more free this is my page for english b so um just going to try a few more short impromptu episodes just to kind of get back into podcasting i think i kind of lost a lot of energy as It got really dark and really sad and really lonely and another christmas alone with just me and my dog and then existential questions on what that meant and if all of this sadness and loneliness was essentially the effect of all of my own decisions and yet also realizing that there were other people's decisions that were woven in and that at the same time i've had plenty of people to remind me that i'm not an awful person so i guess i can't be as bad as my own inner critic that has sided with my enemies. So I am relearning, um, I guess my own innocence in a lot of situations. And hopefully I can kind of share some of that as I uh, refine my bravery. I think it has um, been difficult. I've been going through a lot, reminiscing, uh, unfortunately, replaying different traumas and wondering if I did everything that I could. Um, And even realizing pressures that I put on myself about this. And the other thing about that is that is the Black experience. I I think that's what I'm recording for, is to kind of give you a glimpse into that where if you are a person of color often, and a person of color who's intelligent enough, has had the right doors open, the right opportunities presented to you, the pressure to walk the tight rope, even in our own leisure time is great. And I just want you to know, listener, that sometimes that even feels like we're shackled in the circus, shackled to juggle, to walk the rope, to wear the mask, unable to actually be a vulnerable human, expected to perform more and better just to get to the same baseline. And so I'd ask, Think about your friends of color. And although they seem strong to you, ask them how they're doing. Please, please ask them how they are doing. I don't ask that you just do it because it's February. I ask that you do it all the time. If you have a friend of color that checks in on you even if you are struggling please just check in on them because if the world is anything that it is well if stuff's going on in gaza then black lives over here probably don't feel like they matter half as much so just just trying to put things in perspective um this may get a lot more political than i expected but you know what whatever you don't have to listen you can turn it off tune out but don't worry soon the revolution because we'll get into gil scott Heron on the next episode the revolution will not be televised the revolution will not be televised it will be live So anyway, Soul Family, uh, signing off. Uh, This is just a short little episode. Just like I said, these you don't necessarily have to listen to, they're not as purposeful, but I do think that they're important because they give you an insight into just where I'm at. It's kind of like a journal, it's kind of like a diary, but I'm also kind of doing some poetry and giving you a little bit of black history. So next one will probably be a little bit more formalized. I'll give you more background, but in the meantime, just check out Langston Hughes, his story and um i hope you have a great day and may the force be with you thanks